This is the Bigger Pockets Podcast Show 403. Decide, yeah, gonna get one one prop my first door, first duplex. Commit. It's gonna happen. Absolutely. Do I know how? I don't know. So decide, commit, figure out how. That's where people need to go. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. What's going on, everyone? It's Brandon Turner, host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, here with my co-host, Mr. David Green. David, welcome to another weekend edition of the new Bigger Pockets podcast weekend edition. <laughs> Thank up, you, Brandon. These uh <laughs> These are pretty awesome. Much better than that awkward introduction that you just gave. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're still working on. We're going to brand this weekend show a little bit differently. You might not be able to attend the weekend anyway. Uh, but I, as a reminder, we did one last week. We're doing it again this week and every week going forward. Is we wanted to start bringing in some guests that aren't specifically going to tell you about the tactics of like what to do, like how to buy a duplex, what to say in your direct mail letter, but more of like the business, the entrepreneur, the mindset, the personal development, like more of the things that, that run your engine. Like if you are, if you are an engine and your real estate is an engine, like what's the gas that goes in there? Like that's what these shows are all about again. So today is actually a great example of that. And we talk about that same analogy in the show uh, because today we're actually talking with my coach, my performance coach, not my real, not a real estate coach, but a performance coach. Uh, and I'll explain what that is later, but uh, his name is Jason Drees, like trees with a D. Uh, Jason Drees has been my coach for, I don't know, going on probably five years now and has been a huge impact on my life. So you're going to learn today a lot about like the mindset shifts that I had to make uh, and that David as well, that David, you made over the years that got us to where we are today and how you can apply that to your life now. And we'll relate that to your real estate investing uh, about your just path that applies to, you know, things like fitness, relationships, really anything. Uh, but being that this is a real estate show, we're going to do a lot of real estate examples today on how you can use a different mindset and shifting perspective in your mindset to really grow. And if you're thinking, well, you know, they're not going to teach me how to buy a duplex today. That sounds lame. But like, trust me, just please trust me. Stick with this thing. This is life-changing stuff today. I'm really excited to bring you guys this interview. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So with that said, let's get to today's quick, quick tip. tip. Quick tip is very simple. I want you to finish the sentence. If anything were possible, I would blank. Now, of course, you could say funny things like I would fly or whatever, but let's try to keep it reined into our real estate investing business. Like if anything were possible, like forget about what you currently have in your life. If anything were possible, like what would you want out of your real estate investing, out of your life, out of your business, out of your that side of your world? What would you do? I want you to answer that question right now. You can even pause this for a second and think about it. And then I want you to answer it again at the end of today's show and see how that shifts a little bit during the show. I think it very well could. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Whenever I used to travel, I would get that creeping feeling that I locked my back door. How do I know my property is going to be safe while I'm away? But not anymore, thanks to Simply Safe Home Security. I'm about to go on a three-week trip to Copenhagen, but am I tripping about my trip? Nope. With award-winning security and peace of mind from Simply Safe, I don't need to worry. Simply Safe is a super amazing alarm system that I actually installed in my house myself personally in less than 30 minutes, and there's so much peace of mind knowing that there's something in place to protect my homes, my goods, and my John Mayer shrine. Simply Safe systems have high-tech sensors that detect break-ins, fires, and floods, indoor and outdoor cameras to keep watch night and day, 24/7 professional monitoring at less than $1 a day, plus Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can even help stop crime in real time by speaking to intruders through the wireless indoor camera. Hey, hey, bud, get out of here. It's like that, but it's a lot better, I imagine. And if you buy the system and you don't love it, you can get a full refund with Simply Safe's 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/pockets. There's no safe like Simply Safe. As home prices and interest rates continue to rise and inventory levels dip, it's getting harder to find quality flips and wholesale deals. When there's not enough on-market inventory to go around, it's time to start looking off-market. Lucky for you, there are millions of homeowners nationwide who own a property they need to get off their hands. I got two words for you, my friend. Prop stream it. 
PropStream is the leading real estate data provider and recognized as a Tech 100 honoree by Housing Wire for the fourth consecutive year. With PropStream, you can search over 155 million properties nationwide using 120 plus search filters like pre-foreclosure, bankruptcy, pre-probate, failed listings, and more to help you find motivated sellers in seconds. PropStream offers both public record data and an MLS sales estimate that's over 99% accurate to help you get the most accurate comps even in non-disclosure states. PropStream also provides lead automation, skip tracing, and a marketing suite with emails, postcards, and custom landing pages to close more deals efficiently. Get started today with their seven-day free trial and get 50 leads for free. Head on over to www.propstream.com BP. That's www.propstream.com BP. And now, I think it's time we jump into this thing. David Green, you ready to jump in? Yeah, let's do it. This is, um, man, I just had a really good time talking to Jason. This was an awesome podcast. I'm probably going to go back and listen to it again and just see what pops up in my own mind when I think about where I'm getting in my own way and and what my life would look like if I really believed anything were possible. Yeah, man. Awesome. Let's do it. Let's get to the show with Jason Drees. Jason Drees, welcome to the Bigger Pockets podcast. It's been a long time coming. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Yeah. So uh, let's get into this. Obviously, as I said in the introduction, you are my performance coach. We've been meeting together for years now. And a lot of what I have today, I attribute to our conversations and, and the way you kind of help break through a lot of mental barriers. And I've mentioned that on the podcast before, and I've talked about how much performance coaching has been a, a benefit to me, but I never really go into why or what even that means. And a lot of people have wondered, like, what does that even do? Like, what do you, like, like, what is that mindset thing? So people are so focused on like, the strategy of like, how do I buy a duplex? How do I raise mm-hmm. money? How do I do no money down? And those are fine topics. We've covered yeah. them on 300 and whatever shows before this, I'm about what, 400 shows before this. But I want to go into the other side and, and something that like, honestly, I think is more important. Like, because like you can pick up a book and learn what to say to a motivated seller. I mean, I've written books, David's written books, like yeah. a million bigger pockets books out there and others. But the thing that like powers that it's almost like the fuel that powers your car is this like internal dialogue and this internal way we think about ourselves in the world. And that's why we wanted to bring you on today. Cause I think that if people can just think differently, everything in their life changes as a result of that. So that's uh, that's kind of my goal today. So anyway. yeah, it's a, it's a great conversation, great topic. Yeah. It's, it's a big accelerator. Yeah. Well, cool, man. So let's get just a little bit of your background. Who are you? I mean, this is not a real estate show specifically today, even though we're going to relate all these topics to real estate. So what's your story? I mean, where'd you come from? How'd you get into this world of uh, coaching? Coaching. Well, I was in technology sales for a long time. Like I live in Northern California, worked at Avaya, Cisco, Shortel, and I started a company in 2008 that makes race car driver cooling suits. So I raised startup funding and we like invented products and we're in the pits in Daytona trying to keep uh, race car drivers hot. Did you know that like they've had shoes melt before? No, that, I didn't even know that was a thing of race car drivers being hot. But It, it is really hot in race cars, right? Because they pull everything out that insulates. But anyway, was was building a company at the time. This was about 10 years ago. And I was looking for ways to kind of perform better. And I was chasing success, right? Financial independence, success. I was sick of the corporate world. And, you know, I'd listen to Tony Robbins audio CDs and things like that. And I got some really good value out of those. And I signed up with a coach at Tony Robbins and went hired a coach. And it was in 2010, I believe. And I went there and it had a big impact on me. I went to his live event. I went to two Tony Robbins events, UPW and Date with Destiny. And And then I remember the day my coach asked me, have you ever thought about becoming a coach? And that question just radically changed my life forever. It was the first time I recall ever being excited to learn something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was always really good at everything very easily, but it was really the first time I was excited. So I said, yes, let's figure it out. And three months later, I was in the Tony Robbins coach training program. So I coached on the Tony Robbins team for about three and a half years. It's an amazing place. You can get a lot of coaching in there, coach a lot of clients. Um, so I've basically been coaching full time since 2013. I've had about four different businesses since 2013. <laughs> Some have, I owned an outsourcing company in the Philippines. I had a coach training company that did corporate workshops. But basically, I'm just a full time coach now running a company with a team of coaches. And the simplest way to describe what we do 
is, you know, you've heard the term business coach and you've heard the term life coach, but the simplest way to describe it is we help people go from point A to point B. That's what we do. Because as human beings, we're always going from point A to point B. We help shorten that gap. So let me let me ask you this. There's a there's an entire industry out there that Bigger Pockets was kind of built. Like Josh Dorkin built Bigger Pockets against yeah. this industry of the go to the weekend boot camp, go to the free seminar, and then the weekend boot camp, and then pay for this forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollar training. Uh, that's yeah. going to be a co- they use the word coaching there, right? So and Bigger Pockets is generally speaking pretty against that, at least for new people, because we're like. It's just a lot of money to go and spend. I mean, there's guys charging a hundred grand for their coaching program for real estate investors. And they're going to tell you everything you need to do to be successful at a real estate investor. How is that different? Because people might be wondering, like, I mean, I'm against, generally against that. Not There are cases where it's great, but generally I'm against that. Yet I'm here talking about coaching. Like, how is that different than what you do? Well, my specialty is mindset. My team's specialty is mindset, not strategy. Mm -hmm. And that's the big differentiator there, right? Because there is who you are, and then there's the actions you do. And mentoring, mentors are experts in strategy, right? So if you talk to a mentor, hey, Brandon, how do I buy this? How do I buy this? Hey, David, how do I yep. do this? So mentors have, run, have strategies that have achieved a similar result. But how many times have you had given somebody the strategy and they can't run it? It doesn't work, right? Because, for example, let's say you're a version one mindset. And your goal is to buy your first property. Version one mindset. Your version one, and you don't know how to do it with 100% certainty. Maybe you don't have the money. You haven't, you're a little bit doubtful. You're not sure you want to do it. You, you're committed to the program, the, the direction, but you haven't actually put the offers out and taken the action. The version one mindset is generating a version one strategy, which is in an effort to solve a version one strategy problem. And the current strategy problem is I don't know how to get my first property. And what happens is the way you solve a version one strategy problem is with a version two mindset that generates a version two strategy, at the, which solves a version one strategy problem. And then you go up again. When you're looking at a program like that, it really depends. Now, they may be giving you all of these version five, 10, 20, 30 strategies. But if you only have a version two mindset, you can't run it. It won't work. It's like different software. And it's really based around your perspective, what you believe is true, how you operate, that sort of thing, right? So it's kind of like the missing piece. Jason, do you mind giving us a couple of medical examples of what a version one mindset would look like versus a two or a five? Yeah. So so in terms of real estate investing, because I coach, you know, my, my team coaches, we coach about, we got about 50 or 60 real estate investors we're coaching. And people call me and they, are you a real estate coach? No, I'm not a real estate coach. I'm a mindset coach, right? So the simplest way to think about it is, let's say a version one mindset, you've got a new real estate investor. They read the books, they watch the podcast. Their goal is to acquire their first property, but they they think they know how to get money, but they haven't executed it yet, right? They haven't completed the execution of it and they may get stuck there. And so what needs to happen is they may actually know the strategies. Okay, I need to go make offers. I need to put it there. They may actually know the strategies because the strategies you're giving them are all in the books and everything that Bigger Pockets puts out. But the missing piece is their their mindset's ability to execute that strategy. Because what may be happening is they're going into this first property of, okay, well, I got to do $100 a door. That's my target, $100 a door. Can I do it? And I'm starting to look and then I'm trying to do, make, these, make these calculations to get that, but they're not 100% sure. And they're not 100% sure because while their target is actually $100 per door, their real target is to be perfect and do it with perfection. Mm. So while they're trying to execute profession, perfection, they start to run into problems because you can't have perfection in real estate investing because there's inherent risk. So is what you're getting at, someone can believe that what they're trying to do is put together a strategy that would allow them to get $100 a door, find financial freedom. But what's kind of operating beneath the surface in their subconscious is what they're really trying to do is be perfect, not make mistakes, You know, be the the little kid that their dad always wanted to be or their mom always (laughs) wanted to be and they weren't. And so now what they think they're putting their energy towards really isn't what they're putting energy towards and where they think they're failing, they maybe haven't even tried. Exactly. Because they're focused on strategy. They're focused on strategy. 
And I talk to clients, I'm like, real estate investing is not that hard. Buy yep. a house, sell it for more. Like yep. it's, it's not that difficult, you yeah. know, but it's the missing piece that people get stuck. Well, I think that's life in general. It is. Right. It is. Like what's that quote you like from Derek Sivers, Brandon? If information was the answer, we'd all be billionaires with six packs. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. a complicated thing to know how to have a six pack, but yeah. actually achieving it is hard because you have all these competing emotions and desires and the mindset you have that's working against you. And I think what you're getting at, Jason, is what you help people do is remove a lot of those obstacles. So everything flows in the right direction. And then you find that accomplishing things was much easier. You know, I like that you brought up the fitness thing because this is a good example, like a tangible yeah. example. So if you talk to somebody who is super in shape, like super, you go to the gym, the guy's just like, or lady is just ripped and they're just like super in shape. They have a completely different mindset mm-hmm. than I do when I go to the gym. It's a, it's, we're doing the same workouts, right? Now they've probably been doing it longer, but there's a, a mindset there that made them do it longer, that made them stick with mm-hmm. it. They love it. They love it. And yeah. it's just a different way of looking at it. So I actually do a webinar every quarter or so called how to become a real estate millionaire. And in there, like I have a slide that says, if you want to become a real estate millionaire, like start thinking like a real estate millionaire. Like what does David Green do on a regular basis? Um, like, and, like what's his mindset like? How does he, how does he operate his life? And that's will likely give you the same results. Yeah. And here's a, here's a great example of mindset is that let's say, for example, a person weighs 300 pounds and let's say it's a man, 300 pound man. And based on their body type, they should weigh 180. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've all heard people who want to lose weight say, if I could just keep it off for six months, I know I could keep it off. Right. Mm-hmm. And what happens? It comes right back. How does a 300 pound person become a 180 pound person? It's really simple. They just start acting like a 180 pound person. Yeah. Yeah. That's mindset. That's simple mindset. But I actually have another example that, that's going to help understand mindset a little bit more yeah, is that. So let's just say, for example, you like to run marathons. Okay. You like to run and, and you run and you, you compete, you know, once or twice a month and you, the best you usually finish in running marathons is like, you know, third to fourth or fifth place. And you're, you're happy and you go to one race and you get there and your shoelace breaks and you normally wear blue shoes and you've got five minutes for the race. Your buddies goes, I got a pair of red shoes. Mm Mm-hmm. You can borrow them and you're like, okay, you throw the red shoes on. You don't think anything about it. You go out there and you run the race and you win first place. You're so excited. Your buddy lets you keep the shoes. You wear those red shoes. And for the next five races, you win first place at every single race. You're getting into the championship or the finals or divisional marathon. You go there, you get to there. And then the sole falls off your red shoe right before the race. You grab your black up, you look for red shoes and you can't find a red shoe anywhere. You put a pair of blue shoes on and you get up to the starting line. How are you going to feel? Not, not, <laughs> not full, not complete. Yeah. And it's just the color of a shoe. Yeah. Right. So we get stuck in our old patterns that are based on our past reference. So we end up doing the same limited things over and over again thinking that a new strategy is going to fix it. Yeah. I really like that. I, I can, one, one pattern in my life I had for years was like, I grew up and we had dessert every single night growing up. We always had dessert. That was the thing my dad, my, we'd bring our big bowl, eat ice cream every night. And uh, I remember I, I have this, uh, this fitness coach, my body tutor, their names are, uh, their company name is anyway, I have this. And he asked me once after working with him for a couple of months, he said, why do you feel the need to have to have dessert every single night? And I said, I mean, what do you mean? Why do I, I mean, that's just what people do. That's just, that's, and I'm like, that's like the opera, that's yeah. like the mindset operated is in that how life, that's how life was every day you have ice cream. And so it wasn't like a rule, like the strategy is don't eat, you know, don't eat ice cream, right? Or I'm eat ice cream once a week. Yeah. I didn't need to, ch- the strategy is obvious. Don't eat ice cream, whatever. That's not what I had to change. I had to change the mindset behind food that like eating ice cream would be a weird thing almost like bef- like before bed like that why would i do that that's not a thing that's not who i am because and, and i've done that over the last couple of years is now like i don't ever have dessert i mean rarely unless i'm with a friend or something like that and then it's it's a special thing so that's just another tangible like this is a 
this is a mindset issue, not a just don't eat, don't eat dessert. Because how many, how many of us, like I'm asking everyone listening right now, how many of you all have ever started a diet and then failed at it, right? Or ever started it like the whole 30 or ever started a P90X or whatever and then failed or even the 90 day challenge with bigger pockets. You started that and then failed at it. Is it because you didn't have the answers? Like you didn't know what to do next? Probably not. And so this is where just mindset comes in and, and so handy. So, all right, I, I want to. So, that, obviously, it's, it's important for real estate investors to have this mindset. We talked about the difference between kind of strategy. So, we're not talking just like here's how to buy that duplex. Uh, but I want to. I want to ask you a little bit about, like, yeah. I guess the the that mindset. Once we get into it, how do you get into that right mindset? How do you shift that mindset from level one to level two, level three, level four? Like, how do you get to that next level? Well, that's a great question. And let's let's actually start with how do you know how do you know if your mindset is aligned or not? Mm, explain that. Because that's the question, right? When your mindset is aligned with the target, you will know what to do with 100% certainty and can execute to it. Like, have you ever had a time where you were, didn't know what to do? You didn't know what to do. You didn't know what to do. Then the next day you woke up and you knew exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. That's a mindset shift, right? So if you're aiming at your target, first property, first duplex, whatever that target is. If you feel positive emotion, your mindset is aligned. If you feel negative emotion, your mindset is not aligned. And the degree of intensity of emotion is the degree of match. Oh, I like this. You know why I like this so much? There's so many people that make a decision based on their emotions. Like they're, you're a slave in a sense, right? Like if I don't feel it, I'm not going to do it. But then successful people are always looking at them saying, well, that's why you're not making it. Cause you're doing like Brandon said, you got to think like David Green thinks if you want to get his results. And then the people who are a slave to their emotions, like, but I don't think like him. So I guess there's nothing I can do. And what you're describing is the process to change how you feel. You alter the mindset, the emotions behind it change. And now you don't want to eat ice cream before bed, or you don't want to do that thing that was getting in your way. And it just, it's, such a message of hope that this is why you're stuck in the same pattern and not getting out of it as you're using a strategy. You're not approaching your mindset. That's exactly true, right? That's exactly true. And, and mindset. So you have a built-in system, like a person will say that I'm sure you've got questions, both of you, like, I want to do this, do first deal, but I just have doubt. Right. And they think that the doubt is the problem. Mm -hmm. The doubt isn't the problem. The doubt is the symptom of mindset misalignment specifically about what they believe about the target. And what people don't realize is that your mindset literally determines which thoughts and emotions you will have. So our brains are almost at times like a radio station where we're receiving. And it also starts to work with life to determine what type of coincidences and what type of things happen and what version of life you experience. We spend so much time on my team working with people that are coming to us to help them buy a house. And then we find the house they want. It's going to be an income generating property, a great house hack and a good neighborhood. And what happens is they start asking questions and they'll say like, yeah, but I don't know. What do you think about that roof? And we'll, we'll address the question. Yeah, but do you think the neighborhood's okay? Yeah, we address the question. You know, I heard that gentrification's moving in. Do you think that's a problem? We address the question. Well, do you think the market's going to drop? I read an article that said it would. We address the question. Well, I, I don't want to not buy because I think inflation's coming. We address the question. And what happens is it turns into whack-a-mole where they're just bringing up objections and you're spending all your time trying to whack these moles and they never actually get to the point where they say, okay, I want to move forward. Could you guys comment, like, have you experienced something similar either in your life or with maybe some of your clients, Jason, and how you help people get through that? Well, absolutely. And I can tell you why that's happening because of the decision-making model that they're using. There's two decision-making models, right? And these actually stem back from the Tony Robbins days. But the first decision-making model is, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a property. Gonna, so let's decide, plan, commit. I'm going to decide on the target. I'm going to create a plan. And then I'm going to commit to the target. And they're getting stuck in the planning section because they're aiming for perfection, right? So they're going decide, plan, commit. So they're never actually committing to the end target. They're trying to plan their way to a commitment. The other alternative is decide, yeah, going to get one one prop, my first door, first duplex. Commit. It's going to happen. Absolutely. Do I know how? I don't know. So decide, commit, figure out how. Mm. That's where people need to go. This is so cool hearing you say this because Brandon is my best friend and I've literally watched in the last couple of years. His whole personality has adopted exactly what you're saying and now I see where he got it from. Yeah. 
Because when and you you know from the people on that on your team, your calls, they're just like they haven't committed to the target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they go in these circles because they're aiming at the wrong target. They're aiming at perfection, and you cannot have perfection. Like you need, like you literally need to accept that there's going to be some form of risk involved. It's investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, or rejection or negative emotions that come from failing. I mean, Brandon, I bet you see this all the time. Someone tried to buy a house. It didn't work out. They tried one more time and someone else paid 5,000 more and they throw their hands up and say, I give up. It doesn't work. I, yeah. You can't do it. And we look at it like that was two deals. Like you're not even warmed yeah. up yet. You literally <laughs> haven't even got done stretching. How yeah. are you going to give up? But it felt so bad. They felt like I'm doing this wrong. I'm not good enough. Brandon doesn't have to go through this or whatever. And they interpreted that in the way that they did. And they said, okay, I'm going to quit. But if you've committed before you made your plan, you wouldn't interpret things that way. You wouldn't experience it. And this is just so good for people that are listening because everybody has a hard time getting started. It is very difficult to build the momentum that mm-hmm. once you've got it, this thing feels easy. You know, when you get to Brandon's wow. level and some of the other guests that we've had, and this is, I mean, probably I'd say 80 to 90% of people, this is where they're stuck is they have committed, like you said, Jason, to the wrong thing. I'm trying to avoid making a mistake. Not, I am trying to make progress towards a goal and it's okay if it gets a little messy. Yeah, so a lot of times it's aiming at the wrong target. It's not getting aligned. And, And what we do, like I've got one client who's, and I'll share his results because they're on my Instagram, but he's like 29 years old. He's an anesthesiologist. He wholesaled six or eight deals in 120 days and made $3.7 million. Yeah, shoot. That's awesome. He's done $15 million net worth in real estate in like less than two years. Yeah, we need to get that guy on the podcast. And he asked me, (laughs) people ask him, how'd you do that? He's like, it's all Jason. All I said is, yes, you can go bigger, right? Because we end up aiming at targets that are comfortable, so my next, so people come to coaching. Yeah, what'd you make last year? I made hundred grand. What do you make? I want to make one twenty. Well, do you want one twenty or do you want three fifty? Yeah. So when you aim at what's possible, you really start to play at your full potential. But most people don't aim at what's possible because the emotional symptom of misalignment of their mindset is so uncomfortable they shut down. So with the coaching style we use, we get you into alignment with the target. So you feel positive emotions. So you don't have to grind. You don't have to rush. You actually will have naturally inspired action. And like you get into this flow where life just flows for you. So that you aim at what you want, what's possible, not what's easy. Because we make what's possible is easy when it's aligned. Yeah, that's so good. And and one thing you, you tell me a lot or we talk a lot about is, does this feel light or does this feel heavy? And it's a good way that I've kind of gauged what, what I should get into. Like, and it doesn't mean easy or hard. Like that's very different, right? Like, but when I first came up with this idea of, you know, I'm going to go build a mobile home park empire. Like that felt so light and good that that I leaned into that because I'm like, that's where I want to go. And it, it, it just, it felt, I had total alignment there. And then, then it was, so it was, you know, I like to go back to the decide plan commit it wasn't like decide uh it wasn't decide and i'm gonna make a big huge plan and then maybe i'll commit to it if i can figure out how to make it work it was like i want to do this i'm going to decide on it i'm committing full on it and then how do i make this work and we just work backwards from that and so like we've seen tremendous growth because of that because i i leaned into what felt light again not easy but it's been tremendously difficult but it's just been light it just felt like oh that's what i want to do that's what i need to do that's my mission that's my that's my purpose so do you have any other suggestions i guess on how people can i guess align themselves better like to figure out what option is the the light feeling without thinking like easy or hard in other words what i'm trying to get at here is some people will go I had a friend the other day tell me, he's like, yeah, when things get hard, I usually just stop doing them. Like, that's literally what it said. When things get hard in life, yeah. I just take that as a sign that I shouldn't do it. And I was like, duh, like, I don't know if I like that mindset of like, when things get hard, I take that as a sign not to do it. But at the same time, if things feel heavy, I decide not to do it. And there's a difference there. So how does yeah. somebody lean into the right things and without it being easy? Do you know, do you know what I'm getting at here? Because I don't want people to like not do real estate because they, they, it's hard. But I also want them to feel like they it's light, like they can do it. Like I want them to feel progress. So I what I would suggest is to change your perspective on your thinking process, on your process, because what you're describing to me is that you've got a way to check in with your intuitive gut instinct and go the direction you're going to go. 
because light or heavy is intuition. Mm-hmm. Right? It's intuition. When we follow our intuitive path, we start to have more success and more stuff starts to happen. And life starts to align with you where you get in this place where stuff just starts falling from the sky. But a lot of times we are socially conditioned to think I need to do this stuff first. So we end up having preconditions to to receive success. Oh, you got to work hard. If you got to work hard to be successful. But you don't have to. What if someone called you with a lead? Right. Mm -hmm. So the thing that's really going to help people the most is to, number one, validate the target. Get clear target. Number one, go to the target. Like, so when I'm talking to a client, they'll be like, what's your target? What do you want? And then I'll ask them, "Okay, but what's really possible? And then depending on the personality type, I will say, "Okay, what's impossible, but you want to do it anyway. Right. Because you're going to get different numbers there. And if you had a magic wand, which target would you go after? Okay, this one. Okay. Now, when you think about working on that target, what feels light? What feels heavy? Because what's going to happen is when you ask them the first thing to come out of their brain at that accelerated target, they're going to give you their socially conditioned response. What do you mean by that? They're going to be like, let's say I want to grow my business. Okay, well, I need to do Facebook ads. I need to do evergreen webinars. I need to do an email camp. They're going to give you the best practices of the industry, but that's not going to be their best path for success. They should say, well... I should reach out to that buddy from high school I haven't talked to in a while. And they call their buddy from high school. He's got an opportunity and there's a deal that opens up right there. So it's really kind of the difference between just going out there and saying, I'm going to make life happen this way versus looking at what life's bringing you so you can align with it. And light and heavy is, is, is where that is kind of your intuitive guidance to kind of follow that path. Yeah, that's so good. Because when we try to control the future, we're shutting down possibility. That's why committing to a goal too much can also shut down possibility. Because let's just say I'm going to get a proper, I'm going to get a duplex, I'm going to get a duplex, I'm going to get a duplex. That's duplex, duplex, duplex. What if there's a triplex over here mm-hmm. and they're focused, they're not even going to see it, right? So when you set goals, you always want to say or better. And what I've been using lately over the past like six weeks is my brain used to go, what's next? I'm going to control this and make all this stuff happen. And I'm going, my, my, my mantra for the past month is I don't know what's next. I don't know what's next. Here are the actions I'm going to take. Here's the target that I'm aimed at. What's going to happen? I don't know. And what's happened in the past six weeks is my business has literally doubled in size and I've added six people to my team. And the easiest way I've had that I've ever done. It's just like, what else is possible? Because the challenge is when we try to control the future, we're trying to make something positive happen. But the reality is we're trying to control the future to avoid something negative from happening. Like, I don't want this negative thing to happen. Now, you could take the perspective that if your life experience is destined to have this type of period of compression or personal growth, you're going to experience it no matter what you do. And you can also choose to believe that life is always happening for your highest and greatest good, because any challenge you have is only going to make you better long term. So when you get open, like I don't know what's next. I'm open to anything. Then you start to have new ideas, new thoughts, new perspective, because you may have been focused on blue boxes with yellow ribbons. And all of a sudden there's a giant stack of red boxes right there. So most time we get so fixated, life is responding to us, but we're not even able to see it. That's so good. And the clients that are I'm coaching this way, their results are like exploding right now. I'm just like, wow. Whether you need to buy or sell, or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes to help you see new homes first. And they give you personalized recommendations based on the homes you like, so you can find a home that's just right for you, whether that's a cabin, a craftsman, or a castle. With the top-rated Redfin app, you can favorite homes, share listings with others, and schedule tours even on the same day with a local Redfin agent who can help guide you through the whole home buying process. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents have the experience to help you get the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents. With a listing fee as low as 1%, Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards what matters most to you, like your next home. In fact, last year, Redfin saved home sellers $127 million. No matter where you are in your real estate journey, Redfin can help. Download the Redfin app to get started today.
Whenever I used to travel, I would get that creeping feeling that I locked my back door. How do I know my property is going to be safe while I'm away? But not anymore, thanks to Simply Safe Home Security. I'm about to go on a three-week trip to Copenhagen, but am I tripping about my trip? Nope. With award-winning security and peace of mind from Simply Safe, I don't need to worry. Simply Safe is a super amazing alarm system that I actually installed in my house myself personally in less than 30 minutes, and there's so much peace of mind knowing that there's something in place to protect my homes, my goods, and my John Mayer shrine. Simply Safe systems have high-tech sensors that detect break-ins, fires, and floods, indoor and outdoor cameras to keep watch night and day, 24/7 professional monitoring at less than $1 a day, plus Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can even help stop crime in real time by speaking to intruders through the wireless indoor camera. Hey, hey, bud, get out of here. It's like that, but it's a lot better, I imagine. And if you buy the system and you don't love it, you can get a full refund with Simply Safe's 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/pockets. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We're always looking for ways to improve, searching for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for better is by matching with quality candidates. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets. Just go to Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash BiggerPockets. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Say, so, speaking of you know, the clients you're coaching right now are just this general, like, I mean, we're in a weird time right now. Yet a lot of, I know a lot of your clients and I know myself, I know David's crushing. A lot of people are doing really well right now, mm-hmm. but yeah. a lot of people are not doing so well right now because of the COVID thing. So there's people that are saying, like you just said a minute ago, that things are happening for me and the things are happening to me. I'm wondering if you can go into a little bit, like what are the differences you are seeing from those who are like just killing it right now during this hard time and from those who are, struggling during this time? What are the mindset differences that you are seeing? The simplest way I can describe it, it's their mindset about what's going on right now. Because the physical world, the physical reality in front of you inherently has zero meaning. It is what it is. The meaning is created when a person views it. They see it, their brain, their their perspective gives it emotional reaction. So the thing that The people that are performing at a high level and succeeding right now, they have made a decision that what's going on in the world isn't going to bother them. It isn't going to bother them. So if you are currently having a situation where you are not having a positive reaction right now, the first thing that needs to happen is you need to get out of reaction. You need to get out of reaction because reaction is a primal mammalian brain response fight or flight so you can take a break you can turn off your screen you can drink a beer (laughs) eat an edible in a state don't go driving right like punch a pillow run exercise like process the energy of the reaction and then really just shift your perspective well another perspective is this is life growing and changing and expanding and once you get to a neutral point of view then you can make a decision because you can choose to believe that you will be impacted by this or you can choose to believe that you will not be the thing is whatever you believe is true is the reality you experience most people yeah. have no idea how powerful we really are you know i heard i heard a great analogy i think it was actually tony robbins who said it once where he mm-hmm. said like you know, based on this idea that like things in the world don't have inherent necessarily like good or bad. I mean, I'll be honest, our things that we'd all say are bad, but like it's the meaning that we give them. And the example he used was a hug. Most of the time we would say a hug is a good thing. And I like getting a hug. 
but a hug from a pedophile is not something I want to get. Right. So it's the, the yeah. hug itself. It has no meaning attached to it until we attach meaning to it. The hug is a thing that has no pro or con necessarily, but we attach a meaning. I don't want a hug from that person, but I do want a hug from that person. I love a hug from my wife. And I love a hug from David Green here and, and Jason, someday I'll get a hug from you. That'd be great. Right. But uh, some people I don't want to hug to. And so it's just, it's the way we interpret the action. So the way we interpret COVID is like COVID could be the hug in a good way or a bad way. It's how we look at it. Do you agree? Exactly. Right. That's what, what Tony call Tony Robbins calls your blueprint, mm-hmm. right? Your blueprint. So if you want to, because how you feeling is based on your life situation and your blueprint. So if you want to feel differently, you either need to change your life situation or change your blueprint. A simple way to change your blueprint is to ask yourself is what if that isn't true? What, what if, if what I be, what if what if I believed about the COVID stuff wasn't true? What else is possible? Because the simplest way to shift mindset is shifting perspective. That's all it is, shifting perspective. What do you say to someone, Jason, who has the perspective that I determine truth based on how I feel? So if that thing makes me feel bad, I will now determine that it is bad and I will come up with a bunch of justifications to prove to myself it is bad, like confirmation bias. And asking someone to ask the question, what if that isn't true? They don't like it because it means that they have to look at something outside of how they feel. Is that an issue that you see come up frequently with your clients? So do clients have to address things that are holding them back, that are uncomfortable inside of them? Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that perspective is like this. There, there's a perspective that's stuck. They've built a viewpoint of the world that has worked up until now. They want a target that's pushing them beyond that. And you can determine your how you feel is to be true. That's fantastic. But what if how what you're feeling right now isn't a mistruth? What if it's growth? What if it's stress? What if it's intuition? Or what if you're picking on the frustration of someone else in your office? Or what if you're feeling the energy of the world just feels differently right now? You know? Yeah. If I, if I give a, a tangible example of this uh, in my life that I've worked with you, Jason, and also actually with you, David, as well, I'm going to give you actually like three different like shifts that I had in my perspective to change my mindset. The first one I'll give is when I was trying to decide to move to to Hawaii or not, I really was struggling with that decision. And Jason, you and I were talking every day or, you know, every week or whatever. And David and David and I were texting like 13 year old girls. And uh, both you guys helped me a lot in that perspective of like, really that, that question of like, what, what else is possible or what else could be true about this situation? Like, yeah, Hawaii would be very expensive. It would cost me a lot of money. I'd have to buy a much nicer house. And this house I'm looking at, it's going to be crazy expensive. And talking with both of you guys, it just shifted my perspective on what else is true. What if I, what if I was free to pursue bigger and better, cool things in my life? What if I could have more energy to start the podcast or to do the podcast better? What if I could meet more people? Cause people are constantly visiting Maui and I'd be able to hang out with them. Or like David, you were like, well, what if you could just rent out the other units? If you had to move back to the mainland, would you be okay? And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I'd be breaking even. So worst case, I'd have a multi-million dollar property. So it was asking that question, like, what else is true, shifted my perspective, which then shifted my actions and and helped me move here. And now, like, my business exploded in multiple ways, including I wouldn't be with Open Door Capital. I wouldn't be buying thousand plus units now if it weren't for that, for moving to Maui. I don't believe I would have gotten into that next that next Mm -hmm. level without being here because now I'm constantly surrounded by people who are at that next level. And so that was... That was super cool. I got two more, but anything I don't want to, if you guys had anything to say that I don't want to cut you off. But, okay, all right. So two more. Next one was, I don't like raising money. So it's funny. It's like, like this is specific. I remember where I was sitting. I was actually vi- on vacation in Hawaii. This is before moving to Hawaii. I think we were looking for our property. So two and a half years ago. And I told you, I said, I don't like raising money. I said, I really don't like raising money. I don't. And that was my reason why I wasn't going to go big in real estate. Why I wasn't going to go and build a real estate uh, fund or a, a syndication. Because I don't like raising money. And you really helped me kind of dig into that and think of a difference. I guess like not so much as I'm raising money is I have an amazing team or I could build an amazing team that has an amazing opportunity or lots of opportunities to bring in more people. So in other words, I'm holding back wealth from other people because I didn't want to do it. And then you, then if we want to go real deep here, you asked me the question, why don't I like raising money? And you like, you know, just silence. And I'm like, well... I mean, I, I did it one time or I, I tried to do it one time and I had two friends reject me, didn't give me the money. And you're like, well, why? 
why, why is that a problem? And you're like, well, I, I don't like that. Well, why don't you like that? Cause and it really, when we really worked it down, I don't like people not liking me. And I felt that by them saying no to me, they didn't like me. And then you're like, well, is that a good perspective? Is that a real perspective? Is that a true perspective to have? No, no, it's not a true. Like that's a ridiculous perspective to have yet. We operate on these silly perspectives in our life, but they're just buried down two or three or four layers. And once we change that, this is what I've been working with work with, you, with you has been so impactful is because when changing that deep down feeling, everything above that gets better. And now I've raised what, sixteen and a half million dollars in the past nine months. And so like I went from not wanting to raise money to having almost I think we have like two hundred and fifty investors in our funds. And like it's just crazy because it was all based on just shifting that perspective. Uh, so again, I want to give a shout out to both you guys for helping me shift perspectives on those things. So didn't thanks. we have a call where you didn't know what to do with all the money you had? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had that conversation now too. <laughs> it's like, man, we got to go buy some more property. Like, there's an overwhelming amount of people that want to want to work with me, and uh, because now I'm aligned in a way, and I think other people feel. I don't know if you guys listen to the show right now. Everyone listening right now, I feel more aligned in what I'm doing right now than I have in a decade, like where I was like doing a lot of other stuff. It didn't, it never felt quite right. And that that's bigger pockets. That's the, the books that I'm writing right now. It's the real estate business. I'm doing the flipping them. Everything feels so aligned right now in a way that it didn't before. And so it's just, it's just, it's like all cylinders firing at once. So. And people yeah. ask me that, like, what's different about Brandon Turner? And I say, he's open. You have, you, you, part of your nature is you just have an open possibility, open-ended possibility of what's what's actually possible. And it's interesting is when certain levels of wealth happen, ideas and stuff, you get more and more open, right? Like making a hundred grand is hard. Yeah. Making 250 grand is really hard, right? Getting to 250 is hard. But when you get to 250, everything's covered. Getting going from 250 to 500 is easy because we start to get more yeah. and more open. And usually people are in a place of wanting, which is actually the a lack of alignment because it's the present state of not having it. But people are always running patterns. Your present mindset that you're thinking from is your past references, your schooling, your parenting and all of that stuff. And that's it literally creates the field you're playing the game of life on. And I, I kid you not, 80 percent of the time I'm helping clients remove roadblocks to success. Mm hmm. That's what I do. Removing roadblocks over our expectations. Well, don't I have to work hard to make money? Well, have you ever had a lead fight call you? Well, yeah. So we end up having these conditions in our mind that have to happen before success. So it doesn't happen. Or we have resistance to making more money because 70% of the population has resistance to making money. If you say mm. rich people are blank, they don't say something positive. <laughs> so that, if you we could do a whole show just on that topic. Yeah, like you could. Yeah, because like you yeah. people either their financial comfort zone like is is where they're stuck. And here's a quick example. Like if you make 100 grand and you wake up tomorrow and you make 50 grand, are you going to crank up the heat to get back, right? Yeah, but you're not going to sure. crank up the same level of heat to go from 100 to 150 because we hit our comfort zone. So yep. your financial comfort zone will stop you from following through. Yep. The other thing is if you have preconditions for success that you haven't met yet. Well, my dad worked hard and my peers work hard and the books I read, they have to work hard and you got to hustle like Gary Vee. So I like Gary Vee. He hustles. So I have to hustle. If I'm not hustling, I'm not worthy. Yeah. So we start to put all these pre-requirements and we're literally blocking off possibility. Mm -hmm. and, and really the other one is we have resistance to the identity of the end result. What do you so, mean? So if I become wealthy, then I'm going to be a rich person and rich people are, 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 mm. are, are terrible. Mm -hmm. If I become going to own five apartment buildings, my, my dad's going to think I'm a slumlord and call me a horrible person. I don't know. So I'm going to yep. sub subconsciously sabotage to make my home life easier. Yeah. And this is not an outward thing. It's not like people are thinking the actual words. It's all like deeper. And when you ask the question, why do you feel that way? What makes you feel that way? Like, I can tell you, like, I, you know, I come from a, a, you know, people probably know, like I'm a Christian and I, I go to church and I come from a very like, you know, conservative Christian background where money is the root of all evil is what we're kind of, we're grown up to believe. Uh, of course, that's a misinterpretation of the, it's actually the love of money. It means obsessing about it. And I would agree that the love of money, when people yeah. are obsessed and greedy, that leads to, it's the root of a, like all kinds of evil. Like a lot of bad stuff happens yet. I'm still like in this culture I was raised in, like money is a very negative thing and rich people are looked down on. 
The irony, of course, I saw this on Dave Ramsey's page today. I love this. He put it on his Instagram today. He said, if what are the, if you make, it was like a stupid low number. If you make over like 30,000 or 20,000 or 10,000 a year, you're in the top 1% of wealthy people on the planet. So let's stop shaming people who make 150 grand thinking that your 60 grand a year is somehow more noble. You're still in, you're still richer than all the people Jesus was railing against in the Bible, right? So once we all realize that we're already the rich guy or the rich girl, it's like the, the mindset behind that changes. And I had to, I had to like overcome that. Uh, and I'm not saying it's always good to be rich. I'm saying like there are definite dangers, I think, to wealth, but there's dangers to a lot of things. It's, it's a tool on how we use it. I'm, I'm curious, David, what's your thoughts on that? Because I know you and I have had a lot of conversations on that. I love the point Jason made that, mo- and I've said this a different way, but the same point. We all think we have to do something extra to get the result. I have to mm, do yeah. more. That just feels natural. But almost every time you have to let go of something that you are already doing, like your whatever inside of you is pulling you towards that goal and you've set up weights you're carrying or roadblocks in the way that stop you. So focusing on what do I need to let go of is so much more productive than what do I have to start doing? You know, and I learned this myself just when it came to like exercise and weight loss. I was very comfortable to get in the gym and work harder. That made a ton of sense to me. I could work out very hard. I didn't really get that great of results. You couldn't see any of it. What I had to do is let go of the food I was eating. I had to let go of the places I was looking to for comfort. Results came like 100 times faster once I made that little change. I know one struggle that I've had is that I've always seen myself as the underdog my whole life. I was trying to play really competitive basketball at a high level and I was an undersized white guy. I fed off of this underdog energy. You doubt me, I will prove you wrong. And it got me through a lot of tough times. Well, then I hit a point where I really wasn't the underdog anymore. And I was very uncomfortable being in this elevated position that people looked up to me. And I was constantly subconsciously putting myself back into this underdog role, trying to find that same energy that I can prove people wrong. And it, my coach basically described it as you could catch a draft of wind that would carry you right up the mountain. And instead you insist on pulling every single step of the way. You think that just by the grit of your own <laughs> effort, you, that's the only way that you will let yourself go. And you're, you're resisting this wind that's trying to push you up that thing really fast. I had to let go of that identity of the underdog because that served me at a certain time in my life. It does not serve me in this time. In fact, it stops me from providing opportunity to other people, from being a better example, from playing the new role I have, which is to take what's in me and, and share it with other people. And it, it feels weird that is it really that simple? I just got to let go of what I, I thought. There's no way that can actually be the case. Mm-hmm. But when we break it down like we are right now, it was letting go of thoughts that, Brandon, you had, I don't deserve a million dollar place in Hawaii. Yeah. Why should I get that. And when you let go of it, you actually became a better person that can provide more opportunity. Open door capital wouldn't have happened if you weren't there. There's seven or eight people that are completely thankful and grateful to you that you did make that decision. No one's looking at you like you didn't deserve it. And I I really just want to you know, say my life is a testimony to this advice that we're giving people. It's the hardest thing ever to have the faith, take that leap of faith and let go and say, okay, I'll let it go. But that's almost always what is required to get to the next step. Yeah, really good. And it can't be this easy is also a mindset. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's all mindset. And the reason coaching is such a powerful tool is because you can't see your own mindset. Yep, You can't, you can't see it. Can I coach myself? Nope. Mm. Very hard. I've even had times thinking I'm going to record myself to try to coach myself, but you can't see it when you're in it, you know? Well, that's a great point because if you look at your mindset, let's use an analogy as like the lens that you look at the world through, you can't see your own lens. It just affects how you view the world, right? But Brandon can see my lens because he's like, why does David think everything has a green tint part in the (laughs) right? It's not green, it's orange. Why does he always see it from that perspective? In a way, I'm sort of dependent on other people that love me to help me understand how my lens is skewing or maybe giving meaning to certain things that I am seeing in the world that their lens doesn't do. Yeah, I would encourage people, if you don't have a performance coach, look into it. If you can't afford a performance coach, find a friend who like who can help you like of Coach Wood, maybe somebody who, who can see your perspective. It's just having that outside influence on your life that says like, hey, is there a better way to think about this? Is there something if, or, or Jason did, did, I don't want to leave this interview without talking about one of the most impactful things you ever taught me. Uh, and I use it all the time in my life now. 
you once asked me the question, and what's funny is coaching is really just, it's like therapy, right? You ask me questions and I unpack this stuff. It's great. But you said, what if it were easy? That question, what if it were easy? That should be a book. You should write a book someday called What If It Were Easy. It It was such a, like, in other words, what would it look like right now if like, you're like, you know, raising money was easy. What would that be like? And it forced me to be like, well, I guess, you know, I'd probably have a full-time investor relations guy that would just like handle all the phone calls and all the tech side and of everything. And all I would do is like make YouTube videos and Instagram videos and do podcasting. That sounds, that's easy. And you're like, okay, that's, that, that sounds great. Like, it's like, oh, well, I, I can do that. Like what? I can do that. And they're like, well, how I can't, I can't afford to hire a full-time investor relations guy. Well, what if it were easy to be able to afford that? Well, I mean, it'd be easy if I had half a million dollars coming in every year in revenue. Oh, well, how would you get that? Well, I'd have to buy this many real estate deals. Oh, okay. Well, what would you need to do that? What if that were easy? Well, I'd probably have like four or five people work on this team, including a full-time acquisitions person. Oh, okay. So in other words, everything's easy because I thought, how do I make this easy from the beginning versus like David, what you were saying, which is I got a grit. I got to climb everything. It's changing that perspective. So I just encourage everyone listening is, is ask, what if it were easy to buy that duplex? What would that look like to just buy that duplex? What, what if it were easy? Mm-hmm. What if it were easy to, to ask your friend for money? What would that look like? And that, that question, I feel like changed my life. It absolutely does because it changes the perspective. It's mm-hmm. a perspective of ease versus a perspective of response. Yeah. So you have the, everybody has the ability to shift. And the thing is the mindset stuff is super easy. It's, it's our emotions, right? If you're feeling positive emotion, you're aligned. If you're not feeling positive emotion, you're not aligned. And if you don't know what the limitation is, just ask yourself, why am I feeling this negative way? Why am I feeling sad? Or why am I feeling scared? Or why am I so frustrated? Your brain will literally tell you the reason why. And that's the limiting perspective. Yeah. So it's, it's really you know, and I've actually figured out how to change deep rooted mindset patterns and fully integrate them in minutes. And it's a tool that I didn't have coaching um, in my earlier coaching days. But the simple thing is when you take ownership, even deep rooted beliefs or traumas or any, even like I'm not good enough, which every one of us has, because it's the core of the human condition, we can change all of that simply by taking ownership of it. You take ownership of yourself, your mindset, you can change it. Take ownership of your actions, you can change it. You take ownership of your reality and your world, then you're in a place of responsibility versus being in reaction to what's going on externally. Yeah, that's really good, man. Really good. Yeah, that just taking ownership, being not reactive, but forward thinking, shifting the mindset, asking what if it were easy changing your perspective. Like this stuff is just so important. This is the change of the operating system that we, that we operate yes. our life. And once we change that operating system, everything else in our life, everything from fitness to your family relationships to everything, it all improves just by getting better fuel in your car. It's use that, you know, probably pretty yeah. bad analogy. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that I've thought about is a, a lot of the time, we are a slave to our emotions. However we feel is what we do. Those come from our mindset. It's almost as if somebody programmed the code that operates our life and we didn't get a say in it at all. It's just whatever happened to you is what you did. And what we're talking about is literally teaching you how to rewrite your code so that you can operate the way you want to have the life you want to. And the people who have been successful have figured that out. It it is like a superpower that you can get over it. And it's not necessarily easy. It does take some work and it isn't comfortable, but it's pretty simple. And when you realize that letting go of the things that you thought before is actually stopping you from having so much that you start to wonder why you didn't do it earlier. True. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we're always in control. We're always in control. One, one great, one thing you, everybody listening can do to feel more control is when you wake up in the morning and we put your feet on the floor, say out loud, I take full ownership of my life and everything in it. I take full ownership of my life and everything in it. I take full ownership of my emotions and everything in it. I take full ownership of my reality and everything in it. I take full ownership of my fears and everything in it. Because when this moves you from the victim state, which a lot of people in the world are in victim reaction state right now, yeah. ownership will pull you back into the victor state. I could choose to believe I'm I'm confined and quarantined to my house. I could also choose to believe I'm just choosing to stay here and not go other places. And you may say that's silly. No, but that's radically different mindset perspectives. Mm-hmm. I'm choosing to alter my my normal patterns because I'm choosing, consciously choosing. I could still go out there and do all those things. But ownership brings it back, right? Ownership brings it back. That's so good, man. 
All right, well, we got to start heading out here. But before we do, I kind of got one kind of final wrap-up question, then we'll do the Famous Four. But I want to know, like, is is there something that you can leave our audience with right now? I mean, you just gave a really tangible thing, and I love that about getting out of bed and saying those things. But, like, is there something that you see over and over and over that when people first start working with you, that's like, this is an issue we tackle right away. Like something that would help hundreds of thousands of people right now. You think anything that comes to mind? I would say the first thing is that to remember that anything is possible next. Anything can happen next. So aim at what you really want. Don't settle because when you, Mm. people think smaller targets are easier. They're not. Smaller targets are, you guys have probably said smaller targets, they don't work. Life is not going to reward you. Life doesn't reward mediocrity. So number one, you can be and do anything next. And two, anything is possible. Go after what's possible. And if it doesn't feel good, just sit with it and breathe with it and make a decision to do it anyway. Like you're too powerful to sit here pretending you're not. You're like a moment away. That's so good. That's like mic drop moment right there. I love that. All right. Well, let's get over to the next segment of the show. This is the part of the show, which we call our famous four. These are the same four questions we ask every guest every week here on the podcast, uh, except we're going to alter one of them because the first one is usually what's your favorite real estate related book. Uh, but because today's not a real estate show, I'm going to alter that and just ask, I guess, what's what is your go to resource for you in terms of like mindset shifting. Uh, I mean, the next question is about business books, but just like other like online sources or podcasts or people you follow, uh, where can people kind of like dig into your interests, your world on that? The funny thing is I don't read very many books, hardly any books at all. Books I've been referring to clients lately as powerful resource. One of them is Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. The first book does a very, it's actually not a religious book. It sat on my shelf for a couple of years before I read it, but it's very gives a very powerful perspective of how much power human beings actually have. And that's an awesome book. From a kind of a spiritual perspective, I follow Matt Kahn, K-A-H-N, guy from Pacific Northwest. I've been following him for about six to eight years. He kind of keeps me balanced emotionally and helps shift mindset and deep-rooted things that kind of I didn't know could be shifted. Those are probably my two sources. Cool. All right, David. Do you have a favorite business book? I don't. I don't. I, I, when I was in the Tony Robbins days, I read so many business books and no, I, and the reason I'm not reading books right now is because I have so much content coming through me. It kind of clutters my mind when I Mm -hmm. throw external stuff in. So that may change, but you know, I've read the, the Jay Abraham marketing books, the Chet Holmes sales books, like, you know, Brian Bosworth solution selling was always my best sales book for, because I was in tech sales for 15 years. So optimizing sales funnels, Tony Robbins content is amazing for that. Uh, His his business mastery stuff is amazing. I'd go to that event. It's a great way to transform your game, your business, et cetera. So very cool. Awesome. All right. Uh, What are some of your favorite hobbies? Hobbies, sleeping. <laughs> I've yeah, what four? Yeah, four I've boys. Four, four boys, nine, mm. seven, five, and two. But lately, it's boating. Yeah, um, we live in Northern California. We bought a boat in May, so we've been doing a lot of. We've been to nine lakes since May, so that's been a lot of fun. Wow, that's awesome. Very cool. All right, last question of the day: What do you think separates successful real estate investors? from those who give up or they fail or they just never get started? I'd say, well, the simple answer is mindset. But if we dig a little bit deeper and we go back to our decision-making model, decide, commit, figure out how, the people that are successful real estate investors have made a decision to hit the end target. This is going to happen, right? This is going to happen. I would say the, the, the big majority that happened. Now, there may be some who kind of stumbled into it, but for the most part, it's a conscious decision. I am going to start this new career. I am going to figure it out because we we start acting all weird when it's our own business. But the reality is you've had jobs in your past where you didn't know how to do something and you had to figure it out. So it's really commitment to the end result will over time create the mindset of success from which success can flow because success can never flow from a mindset of doubt. 
It can never impossible. You can't outwork. You can't out strategize a limited mindset. It'll never work. You have to get in line. So either you choose to believe you're going to be successful and say it every day until you do or work hard until you prove it. Coaching is a way to shorten that gap, right? Coaching isn't going to make you do something you would never do on your own because we're literally 20% of the equation, but we shorten the gap. So if you really want to be the successful real estate investor or entrepreneur or dentist or whatever it is, make the decision that the end result is going to happen. That's really the simplest way. It's going to happen. It's done. It's fantastic. Well, David, I'll let you wrap things up here. All right, Jason, where can people find out more about you? You can find out on jasondreescoaching.com. I'm also on Instagram and Jason Dries Coaching. I've got coaching clips there, some quotes and things like that. You can also text Coach Jason to 474747. Coach Jason to 474747. And we do introductory complimentary coaching sessions. So if you're interested in a free complimentary 20-minute session, 30-minute session, you can book that on my website, as well as we're launching a new group program called the Mindset Academy. And it's launching on November 1st, and it's going to run through the new year. So we keep that momentum from the end of the year. So November, December, January. And you can also go to... Jason Dries coaching slash bigger pockets. And we'll have some stuff there for everybody who's listening. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah. it. It's been a fantastic show. Thanks uh, for being yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. Obviously we talk every couple of weeks, so I'll talk to you again very shortly, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for all the just the impact you've made in my life. You've been uh, a huge resource for me. You're welcome. It's been a privilege. It really is. All right, David. Thank you, Jay. This is David Green for Brandon. Now a stranger to dessert Turner <laughs> signing off. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom. And the best investors know it's not about timing the market, it's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals and enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and bam! Instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.